Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonhole Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcast. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sam. Good morning, hockey fans. And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. On this episode, we want to welcome special guest, the ex-goalie for the 22-23 Fresno Monsters, Fabian Pizzera. Fabian, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. How you doing? How uh, you made it back to Austria, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. I've been home for the past, I'd say, like month by now. Okay, so you've been there a minute. So you finally adjusted back to a uh, Central European Standard Time or whatever we're on. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't too hard. I mean, my body screwed me over a little bit for the first couple of days, but after that, I got right into the groove. <laughs> Yeah, it's, we just had my uh, my wife's best friend and her sister visit. Uh, first time they've been to Europe, and we gave them plenty of warnings um, about what to do coming this direction because it's a lot easier, in my opinion, for the, I don't know, hundreds of times at this point I've gone back and forth, I feel like. Um, it's way easier to go west than it is east. When you go east, it's tougher. So there, you've got to, like – do that little thing where you stay up on the plane a little bit longer and then we land in Europe or wherever you're going east you stay up you stay up until you can't stay up any longer you at least make it past 7 p.m you fight it and then after seven if you feel like crashing crash but fight it as long as you can and you can get on cycle a lot sooner and her friends did pretty good coming here uh but then they booked a flight to Greece and uh if, if anybody listening to this podcast knows how bad this flight is, reach out. But they were here for a few days. They flew out of Copenhagen at 9 p.m. at night to Belgrade. And they had an hour layover in Belgrade before they flew over to Athens where they had a three-hour layover. Now we're talking it's 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And then they fly into Santorini and... And I think they'd be getting to their hotel around 7 a.m. They didn't recover, I don't think, from that so well. <laughs> you adjust to being on this time zone, and then you have this late-night flight with three transfers. And, and oh, I would have died. I I did that flying to India once from D.C. My body never recovered. I just felt crappy the whole time. I felt you feel physically sick when you're that jet lagged. Do you have have you experienced that? Is that how your uh, your buddies kind of screwed you over? Not physic, not physically, but I just man, sleeping some nights were rough. I mean, I got up, I got up in the morning pretty okay, but during the day when you're still trying to get your workouts in and everything, you just you're just tired and you're just dead by the night. You just want to go to bed and just don't want to do anything. But I mean. I got it. I got it uh, fixed within the first like two or three days, so it wasn't too bad. Too bad at all. I mostly had people tell me to go slow now, uh, so my body can readjust. Where I was like, man, my body's already adjusted. Let me just work out. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're working out that soon after getting back to Europe. Um, oh, I don't think I had. A, well, I don't think I had a break. <laughs> I think my maybe <laughs> maybe the day I landed, I didn't go. But after that, I think first day. First day back home, I was already at the gym subscribing for the year. So, wow. Oh, so this for subscribing for the year. So you staying in Austria? You gonna go pro? What's the What's the plan? Yeah, I mean, uh, talks are getting more detailed um, as we speak. Uh, 
we'll we'll probably find out about next week uh, to get a little closer. Um, there's still uh, talks with uh, specifically two teams, uh, but we'll we'll find a good solution where I'll be in a in a decent in a decent wheel of of goalies where I'll be able to to see how the first division works and uh, get some playing time in the second division here in Austria. Um, we'll, we'll see for sure what's going to happen probably next week, beginning to mid next week. Um, I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm excited to go, to go up for that challenge and see what's going to come next just to prove, to prove what I got and to, to show myself and everyone who's doubted me growing up, uh, that I do belong in the men's league and that I can, I can deliver under pressure and I can deliver when it counts and, uh, just, just help as much as I can to get to get to the place we want to be. No, that's incredible because it, it is tough. It is tough to get to that level. And the fact that you're you're at the moment kind of down to like maybe talking to two teams. Um, that's incredible. And I'm, I'm going to be excited for when you, you know, reach out and let me know what team you signed with. Um, uh, Cause you get your first pro game. We're gonna to try to find a way to be there. I tell you that. Like, oh I yeah, we talked about that the uh, the last time. I'll I'll let you know, guys. I'll let you guys know for sure. And hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to make it down here. No, that would be absolutely sick. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't hold my breath on Steve. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, he's he's got kids or something. I don't know he can't make this podcast because he's gonna be at a soccer game. But. Um, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently he has kids. So responsibilities. What are them? Damn, Steve, set your priorities right. Right? Oh, you're <laughs> gonna put your daughters before a podcast? Come on. Damn. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm excited because um, at the moment I I, sh- I don't know where we're gonna be. Um, we should still be. We definitely still be in Europe at this moment as of the fall. Um, so just kind of see how the cards fall and my guess is if if we do leave europe it won't probably be until winter but it's all about opportunities because i'm already getting on this side companies reaching out Uh, i don't want to go down that rabbit hole that's a weird dark rabbit hole but it's i i know what i want to do so i'll move on from that but uh no, I'm I'm excited to see what team you sign for, and if I know you at that point being the new goalie on any team, whether it's Division One, Division Two, um, you got to compete for that spot. And it's not like you're a forward or you know a D-man where it's like, oh, I'm going to be playing in this game where you know they're going to hit the ice. As a goalie, you just sometimes don't know you're going to hit the ice until that day or an hour before game time. You, that's the one tough thing about being a goalie. Um, I know that we had one of the players from Sweden playing in one of the Western teams this year. And his father had never gotten to see him play live. And he flew all the way from Sweden. And fortunately, because he didn't have when he, when his father landed, he wasn't scheduled for any games because the team was in a push for the playoffs. Cause uh, it was, you know, very competitive at that time leading into uh, the USPHL playoffs. And I would say, fortunately, not so much fortunately for the team, but fortunately for his dad, uh, his team was just getting kind of beat up and destroyed that playoff game or that was it a playoff game i think it was leading into the playoffs it was that final series leading into the playoffs and uh yeah he actually got pulled in because the other goalie got yanked 
And so his father at least got to see him play a period and a half of hockey in North America. And uh, so, you know, that's the tough thing as a goalie, you know. And so I'm hoping that, you know, in enough time that uh, I can make it down to Austria. Um, the train situation, I don't know if I can go through France right now because – yeah, right now France is France. So, um, you know, we we de- we definitely got hit by the strikes in Italy when we were in Italy a couple weeks ago. Um, but whatever, I'm I'm on the side of the uh, the the train people, the you know the employees there. So I just dealt with the strikes and we've we we made it around Italy. We we survived. So you know, pay people more money and we wouldn't have strikes. Just putting that out to all the countries. So, so, um, I don't know if we want to move on to the NHL just yet, or if Sam, you have any questions? Because I know Sam and and you, Fabian, you two have never actually officially chatted. Uh, Fabian, every time we've had you on, we've had Steve, and we all know at this point I'm kind of taking Steve's place at the moment because I'm not shutting up, and that's Steve's gift. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, if any of us can get a word in when Steve's on, it's it's a miracle in of itself. Anyone else to talk crap about Steve, go for it because he doesn't listen to the podcast. He's admitted he's never, ever listened to one of our podcasts because he hates the sound of his own voice. Um, I would agree with him. I hate the sound of his voice. But, uh, you know, we're friends. So, Isn't that ironic, though, that he talks so much, but he doesn't want to listen to it? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't want to, because if I can get him to go through one podcast without talking about the Habs or the Yotes, it would be a miracle in and of itself. I would buy a lottery ticket that day. You know? <laughs> and bringing up Cole Caulfield, you know, every uh, every opportunity. Cole Anywho, Caulfield. No. That, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I like the guy a lot. I'm just I'm just messing with him. But it's like that. I, I completely relate to that, like on my previous radio shows that i've done in the past like i just every time i listen to it back to it i'm just like oh god why why do i sound like that in my in the microphone but not in my head (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep every every single one of us uh, when i i tell you the (laughs) cringiest thing i did at this podcast was starting editing them because the initial podcasts i just i didn't want to hear my own voice either so i just dropped the podcasts (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah oh so bad listening back to myself i'm used to myself now unfortunately but um i i know my tendencies and i know when i'm about to say um or you know or honestly and i hate it i hate it i i, I know the blurps when i'm seeing the editing go through i'm like oh here comes an um there it is Ugh, it sucks man but i'm editing less and less in this episode ladies and gentlemen we're not editing it at all. You're going to hear this the same day we drop it. So if you're listening to this, hello. But um, yeah, no, this is this is a non-edited drop. We're dropping this immediately uh, after the podcast when I can put puck noises on both sides. So be ready for it, boys. <laughs> well, uh, so I guess uh, a question I have for Fabian is um, I've never I've never been to Austria. So like what are the sort of things other than when you're working out, like what are you doing for fun these days uh, during your, your time spent there? Uh, I mean, for the past couple of weeks, uh, I spent a lot of time with family and friends. I mean, I just talked about it in the car today with one of my buddies. Uh, February marked five years of me being away from home. Uh, time just flies and you're just trying to, 
catch up, catch up the time that you lose during the season, not being home, um, make up for it. And we just spend a lot of time with each other. My, my two best buddies come over a lot, uh, spend a lot of time cooking with each other, just hanging, hanging out at night. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I told, I told Chris earlier, we just got back home from, from a soccer game a little bit ago where one of my buddies called me on the way home from work and was like, Hey, let's go see the second half it was totally worth it. Um, and just those small little things, um, spending time with family for sure is on the top of that list. I mean, they, yeah. they do so much for me throughout the year. They, they sacrifice a lot and it just really, it's just really nice when I get home and can just sit together with them, spend some time with them and just feel like home again, be, be around the people that I love, be around the people that I love hanging out with and just spend as much time as I can with them besides working out and hockey, obviously. So that's yeah. probably the priority. I mean, I mean, Oscar's beautiful. The weather's getting nicer and nicer day by day. So there's there's going to be a, a lot of fun stuff we can do. Go play beach volleyball and just go to the go to the lake, uh, fire up a barbecue up there. So there's there's some plans for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, being away from home that long must have been tough for you, I can imagine. But um, you know, shout out to the other to the other members of your family for just uh, being around and helping you, you know, during your USPHL career. And um, I guess I'm curious, were they, I guess, I don't know what the time difference is exactly, but were they able to watch uh, some of your games this past season on hockey TV, hopefully? Yeah. I mean, there, there was days where my dad got up at 4am in the morning just to watch the games the the Sunday oh. games were a little bit nicer for him. Uh, because I love the Sunday games, like, man. Yeah, it was about like 10, <laughs> yeah. 10 11 p.m. depending on yep. on what time the puck dropped. But for for most of the days, Friday, Saturdays, I mean, he got up at 5 a.m. watching the games and just just watching them. Texting me the next morning, and we had a call basically analyzing the game. I mean, he when I grew up, he was my goalie coach. Uh, he definitely had a big impact on on my game and and the reason why I left home but as of as of for my mom she just can't bear watching my games not in person and surprise surprise not even online and it's <laughs> it's funny when I talk to my dad the next day and he tells me the stories of how my mom screams down from the from the bedroom into the living room hey what's the score or when my dad just yells, like, what happened? Like, she, she's really, she's still curious. She's still, she's still feeling the why my dad is shouting up from the living room. But for my mom, she just can't watch. She cannot watch. She has that stupid superstition uh, that whenever she will watch a game, something bad will happen. I'll get injured. We lose. Whatever. I mean, it's, it's not like that could happen anyways. But she just feels like if she watches the games something bad will happen. I mean, it started when I was 10. She never, she, I think she watched like one or two games when I, when I grew up and I played uh, youth hockey. And I, re I specifically remember one game uh, in my under 12 year where we had a, we had a tournament over Christmas in my hometown and we made it to the final game. 
um, in the finals and it went to a shootout. And it was like a 6-6 game against one of the really good Swiss teams that were here for the tournament. And she could not watch it. She watched the, the, the shootout when we, when we were going towards the other guy's net. But whenever, whenever someone was walking down to my net, nope, she stepped out the door waiting, waiting for the next whistle, stepping back in, seeing if we'd score or not, then she'd be right out. <laughs> hey, that's, that's dedication. The, I, superstition is very real across, you know, all sports. So I, I totally understand where she's coming from. Uh, and that's a mom. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she gets that, to see some of your games in person with whatever team you're uh, you're getting picked up with next. <laughs> yeah, I mean if I can get if I can get her to to show up to one of the games, she'll definitely do it. Uh, yeah, like you say, good luck with that. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe if I maybe if I get her a ticket in the VIP section so she can just sit inside, eat some food, and drink some some wine or something. But I I don't think besides that that she'll show up to many of the games. I will wishful, wishful thinking on my end, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but that part definitely is one of the things that I look forward to the most. Playing um, in Europe, playing in Austria, probably, is that my dad can see me play in person for the first time in five years. I mean, not five years, kind of like three years. He saw me at the Okanagan in St. Pilton when I was at the academy. But uh, when I was in the States, the first year... They couldn't make it because of COVID. And the second year, he made it out. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get any playing time. And third year, when he came, visited me in Fresno, we had the last playoff series against uh, the T-Birds. And it was already set before the series that uh, Ethan Jordan was going to play the series and finish out the season however way it was going to go. So he knew I wasn't going to play, but he still showed up, which was really nice. But that's... I guess uh, one of the things that I probably look forward to the most, him seeing me play in person again. Yeah, that's that's an awesome thing for for a parent to be able to see their kid in person. Uh, and uh, definitely, definitely excited to hear about, you know, whatever whatever team that is going uh, going for you next. But uh, yeah, very cool to hear about your hockey journey. Absolutely. No, and I'm excited to see where he ends up next. And like I said, hopefully, hopefully try to make it out to one of those games, uh, specifically the first one. That would be sick. But, uh, you know, all all to be determined because life is weird and I have no idea where I'll be, but I'm pretty sure I'll be somewhere in Europe. So I'll try to make it over there. Um, that said, um, the NHL playoffs, boys. Um, so really no uh, no surprises yet. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, gonna, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know like, I mean, I mean, there is one big surprise: the Leafs made it to the second round. But besides <laughs> that, that's true. That is the biggest surprise. Besides they, that, no. Well, they still might not have a second round win the way it's going. So, <laughs> that, but hopefully, we have that to hold on to. They made it to the second round, but if if Florida can sweep them, which I'm not rooting for, um, it would still just put that just that little thing the rest of us other fans can hold on to that they still haven't won a game in the second round in 19 years. So we'll see. Are we'll you- see. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Leafs, I think they're shell shocked right now by how good Florida is. 
Um, I'm a little bit shocked right now about how good Florida is. I knew they were good at the beginning of the year. Like I picked them to make the Stanley Cup finals, but lose, I think. Um, but the the way their season kind of wrapped up, I I didn't see him taking down Boston. I no, Steve did, so he's not that smart anyway. But you know, <laughs> he, he called it, and um, yeah, it's. I'm stunned by the fact that Flor- I was happy. I picked Boston to win the Stanley Cup, but I was more than happy to see them just provide the biggest choke in NHL history. That brought that's my that's my Stanley Cup right there. I don't care what happens here. Watching them choke in the epic form that they did, where they blew a three to one series lead and then blew a last minute one goal lead. <sighs> It couldn't have been any better. Uh, that was my Stanley Cup. So, it's yeah. it's just crazy. I mean, it's sad to see to see that honestly, in my perspective, because like, damn, Lena's Olmark had such a had such a good season. I mean, he carried him on his back for for a couple for a lot of those games, and seeing yeah. Swayman finishing out that series kind of shocked me, because uh, I was like, Linus was injured. You oh, he got injured. Oh, he he played that. injured, and, and that they showed a the, yeah. He was actually injured in the previous game, and he kept playing. And it it makes sense when you see the way I knew instantaneously that the one save he attempted to make, I'm like, he's hurt. I knew it because just looking at the save, I'm like, no goalie would try to make the save the way he did. He's compensating for an injury. Oh, uh, so if you I go back and that. watch the last game he played, yeah, check it out. The last game he played, watch how he's trying to make saves and tell me he's not injured. And they, I mean, they've come back now and said he was, but, uh, but that's before they came out and said he was injured, or at least that I'm aware of, because um, we're over here in Europe. So I just catch the highlights. Um, so I, but the, just a, he, healthy Linus Allmark wins that series for Boston. Period. Yeah. Yeah, but I love um, it. So, really quick, Fabian, who do you have a favorite uh, NHL team? I'd say less of a team, uh, but I'm rooting for the uh, for the Wild since they they have Flower on their roster. Sadly, it, it will probably be his last season next year. So, but I have been rooting for the Wild for a little bit. Um, also, one of my buddies got tra- uh, drafted by him a couple of years ago. So nice. I, it just gave me a Gave, gave me a few reasons to root for the Wild the past two seasons, but besides that, kind of wherever wherever Flower was at, that's where that's where I was putting my, most of my attention to. That makes sense. Yeah, he's been a hell of a goalie for a very long time, and um, you know, definitely definitely been tough to see how things went. You know, the past couple of years with the trades that didn't really make a whole lot of sense, and um, you know, at this point, I do think that in terms of Minnesota specifically, like Gustafson is is the better goalie of the two of them. But I think that they still had a pretty good one two punch this year. And, you know, they put up a fight against Dallas. It's just that, you know, Dallas found a way to come out on top in the end. But, um, yeah, Chris, uh, my bracket's totally fine. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, if you know, if anybody wants to go back and listen to our predictions, 
with the bracket Boston, challenge. Boston, Colorado, so, baby. Boston, Colorado. Yeah, yeah everything, everything's going so swimmingly. Um, yeah, I mean, the only, the only thing that, that I was happy about, like, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, Toronto actually finding a way to win a playoff series, like, very happy for, you know, their the fans and, like, yeah. you know, to finally see that sense of relief. But personally, yeah. like, the Devils being the Rangers just felt – it felt really good to see that, to get that one right for me. Because, uh, you know, it's it's another team that, like, we expected more from them after what they did at the deadline. And and for them to just not find a way with all that talent. Um, I mean, it really helps that, you know, Akira Schmid played out of his mind. Oh, yeah. That series. Still is. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you look at right now their current series – I don't put anything right now on either Schmidt or Vanishek. The I hate the Hurricanes, so I'm going to come out and say that here. I don't know if anybody's not picked up on that yet. I don't understand why I hate them so much, but I think it might potentially stem from when I went to a Hurricanes game uh, about 11 years ago. And I'm a Sabres fan, and they were talking about their rivalry with the Buffalo Sabres, and I'm like, the what? They're like our rivalry with you. We hate you guys. I'm like, I don't even know you guys exist. Like, why do you why do you hate us? They have a rivalry with the Buffalo Sabres that Sabres fans are just we don't get it. Like, I mean, it helps if if it helps them fill the stands because they hate the Sabres. More power to it. But you know, we don't care about them. Um, and since then, I've just grown to hate them for that because I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't really know why I hate the Hurricanes. I just do. Um, I wish I could peg it down to something. I just, I, I don't know why. There's no, literally, I know I hate Boston. That makes sense. I know I hate Toronto. That makes sense. I have no idea why I hate the Hurricanes. I just, oh, no, I hate their announcer. That's what it is. The, hey, hey, what do you say? I'm like, would you not say that every, at, I don't know if he still does it, but if he does, he should be fired. I can't stand it. <laughs> You know what? There's a much better announcer out there. He's working with the Anaheim Ducks right now, and he's called the San Diego Gulls game. Would be 20,000 times better than whatever the hell is in Carolina. I can't stand it. Like, it's when I had the NHL package. You watch the highlights, and I, I'd mute I'd mute the Hurricanes game. I couldn't. It's, it's that and just the Boston, uh, just Boston in a nutshell. Pick a team, boys. Yeah, I don't just, really care. You just really can't take bad announcers. Can you? I hate it. In the NHL, or in the USPHL, or in the NA3HL. I can't. I, I, and and obviously people know my feelings about certain announcers in the USPHL. Not going to talk about Rogue Valley. You'd be wrong if you were, so. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know we're in your top 10, okay? I know, I know that. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are. You guys won my uh, Northwest uh, Broadcast Team of the Year, so. Uh, oh really? Dude, I mean, honestly, he makes the most boring play sound unbelievably exciting. So that's that's awesome, and that it makes Rogue For the Valley. Record, really it's it's not me. It's my it's my other uh the guy who does the the play by play, Kyle. Uh, he he does a fantastic job. And I, I kind of just, I kind hey, better, of just better 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 that than having an announcer that doesn't know the the last names of your own team. <laughs> yeah, no, I. I try I am, to make I am sure. Not gonna, I'm not going to name any organizations, but I think Chris <laughs> knows who I'm talking about. I think I do. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've heard my name misspelled that much in one year than I did within like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, like I I know that for the most I don't think there's many broadcasters out there in the USP um that get paid a lot or honestly tier three in in the nutshell vijhl same thing i think for the most part players uh, not players uh broadcasters are volunteers because they they love the sport um but uh still i mean it's not easy either i i will say like i would be better off uh being a color commentator where i could just randomly add shit to the conversation then i would be a play-by-play i would i'd be like fabian perzura say you know i don't know i don't know like I, I don't know like i just i would be also i'm pretty bad at pronunciations in general so if anyone wants to doubt that just listen to my last podcast where we talked about the ncdc draft and see how many names i probably horrifically slaughtered um and you'll have a good time to be fair, we did try to pronounce like hundreds of names, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did even discuss a few of them that I edited out. I'm like, how would you say this name? <laughs> and it's like Smith. It's Smith. So No, it's not, it was, none, of, none of them were that easy. I mean, like, you know, throughout the season, like I tried my best to talk to the coaches before before a game to see like the best way to pronounce stuff. And you know, even on air, we still got it wrong, you know, which is fine. But like, you know, it, I will say that doing play by play, I dabbled in it a little bit this season. And man, it is so much harder than than color. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not knocking people who do play by play. It's tough. It's it's a tough. I'm impressed by anybody that can do it because I don't I've never tried, but it, it looks hard. I'm sorry. I'm uh it just looks hard. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, I, I do appreciate. So when I'm usually when I'm mocking, for lack of a better word, a broadcast team, it's not because of play by play. No, 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 no. It's um, they're they're extracurricular, so to speak, comments. Um, yeah. Where it there's some Boston level bias, even even to the point where they make Boston look good. That's the stuff I can't stand. Um, where they they There's take no, go ahead. the lack of enthusiasm for the other team uh, yes. doing something positive is is apparent. Yeah, it's and almost like a personal. Not even only for the other team, but also for your own team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's tough with 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 certain teams out there. So I know, and like I said, I watch every game. Some of them, Go ahead, yeah. babe. No, no, you you know you know probably better than anyone else since you since you edit all those videos and all the lists and all that stuff. <laughs> Name me how many of those how many of those saves that you've seen this year sounded actually exciting. Doesn't matter if if yeah. it was in, in our rink or in someone else's rink. I mean there's just yeah. It, yeah. yeah. There's just some kind of level of frustration that I have talking about all this kind of stuff when it comes to excitement within announcers where I'm just like, man, if you're not into the game, just leave it up to someone else. 
Honestly, I wish I wish we would have had Kyle Clements call some of your saves. Honestly, the the save of yours that's going to be really high that the listeners are just going to have to keep waiting for. That's um, an unbelievable save with a call that just does it no justice. Um, I lost my mind when I saw it. Um, I actually, I think I messaged you like, "Did you actually can stop that?" <laughs> like. Um, yeah, he texted me. Yeah, yeah, and then I think even uh, we were talking to I think I don't know if it's on the podcast or if it was a previous conversation leading up that, but we we're talking to Heath Goldsmith, and Heath was like, I he's like when I saw Fabian make that save, I, he's like I lost it. He's like I just couldn't believe it. He's like that it was, was a, that yeah, was incredible. I, I can't I can't believe it till till the day. And the funny thing was uh, one of the announcers became my bill at that like four days later. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was I was I was cutting some film, some highlight tape, and I was like, man, that was probably the sickest save I've made all my life. And this is the commentary you make with that. He's like, <laughs> he's like, we didn't think that you that you saved that. We from where they sit, because they sit kind of in that corner back there. In that corner, yeah. He was like, we, yeah. He he was like, we actually thought that he whiffed the puck. I'm like, dude, the whole net was empty. And the puck made a 90-degree change of momentum. I'm like, how did I not – like, how do you not see me touching that puck? <laughs> but oh, that, was, was, that was a whole – that was a long conversation we had that night. But he was like, yeah, no, looking back at it, maybe a better reaction would have been there. But I, he was just sitting there not, not knowing what to say because he didn't know, did I save it? Did the D – get a touch of that or did he just whiff the puck and miss the net he had no clue but everyone on that bench knew exactly what happened and they they heard it from me a week later especially Noak. he he got an earful of that the next week because that was, I, uh, was it the i might try to send it to because i don't know if like i said um i'm gonna click on this here i'm gonna send it to you uh sam over twitter i think this is the save we'll find out yeah. i don't I just haven't bite me. Was it the one on 19th Feb? Uh, yeah, I think so. Can't wait to see it, whatever, whatever it is. But I was just gonna say, Chris, like I don't know how much, you know, editing you do for the uh, these saves videos that you put out, and you know, if you want to do any more. But like, I'd be willing to dub over if you want me to. You know, just saying. <laughs> it was it was funny because yeah, two days two days after that game. I got added into the Monsters group chat, and I had like a maybe maybe a handful of guys trying to mock me, sending me videos of how they scored on me. And <laughs> when I when I got there, I was able to flip. Mates. I was yeah, I was able to switch the uh, switch the side, and I was able to mock a couple of those guys. Just be like, all right, yeah, maybe you scored on that one, but that was a backdoor. If if you one on one me, there's nothing going by. And especially, especially with Melak, because he was the one scoring on me so freaking much. Him, him, Chris Moraldo and uh, email, they, they were just. It wasn't just you. They were basically scoring on everybody. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Noak and and Chris were pretty incredible players. And uh, Noak's still in 03, right? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, uh, if he's in tier two, I'd be stunned. And he's gonna no matter where he's going next year, no matter what he does, he's gonna blow it up. I already know that. And the good oh, yeah. the good thing about the good thing about them, they're 
they're amazing players on the ice, but they're even better people off the ice. They they do anything for you, and it's just it was a fun it was a fun environment getting there and kind of connecting to the group, mocking each other. So even though I did get I did get sent a couple of videos, and they they kept reminding me of one or two of the bloopers that I had playing them in Tahoe. Um, it was it was still fun connecting them, and I still get some of the videos today. And I think like about a month now. But like two weeks, two weeks after I got there, they they kept sending in those videos in the group chat. I'm like, all right, we've seen it now. <laughs> little, little friendly, friendly chirping. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The funny thing was, one of the bloopers uh, was Steve Blangino's first game in the USP, and that just made everything a lot better. God. <laughs> You got to yeah. join new teams like that where you that's that's a that's a perfect hockey initiation to a team. Like, here's how I undressed you in the past. So exactly. just enjoy this because I'll be doing this in practice, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what they think they're doing in practice. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. but Fabian's there to prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes I was able to do it. But sometimes, oh, man, I'm telling you, I was picking up my jock strap in the corner. <laughs> That's just how it goes in sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sam, I sent you the uh, the video. It's the second video, not the first one. The first one, he's actually Fresno. He was playing Fresno, but he was still with Lake Tahoe for that save. Um, so if you want to okay. get that. Also, for you listeners, you can also check out the Fabian Pizarro highlight reel video on both Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. Um, you should probably uh, should re-drop best. that one today, maybe. The, the his highlight video oh i could I'll, I'll drop to you guys but i've got like 30 more goalies to work on here i'm getting notes <laughs> here you guys I'm, I'm seeing your messages there's videos coming they're work okay guys they're working i have work um I, I but uh, <laughs> for whatever for whatever reason chris loves to put the video where i got where i got concussed in the front of the it. highlight video uh, it, you did say you're like you love that video. I'm like it's a perfect entry video. Like, um, and I I pre-apologize to I think it's going to be Alric Roussel, uh, Northern Colorado Eagles. Um, I might start his video with him just absolutely getting Millard, um, uh, by the Utah Outliers. Uh, so because that was probably the most ridiculous hit on a goalie I've seen this year. That what? Wait, no, was it called? Yeah, I don't know if it was called. I don't, I don't know if it was called, but they they sent a video in last in the last year's Outliers group chat, and I was just like, oh my train. Yeah, so that did not look good. No, no, that was that was avoidable, and uh, yeah, and and then yeah, oh, and that wasn't the first time, and he got he got hit pretty hard against the Pueblo, like I swear the following weekend, and I'm just like. Did he did did Ulrich like super piss somebody off? Because <laughs> two like I I think he had basically the two hurt with uh, the two worst hits on a goalie this year, and they were like back to back weekends. From what I can recall this season, he got uh, he got the brunt of it um, there in Northern Colorado, and uh, I I do like I do remember the outliers commentators um, the second they had the second the hit happened, they're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, yeah, 
it was a it was a pretty big hit. So apologize in advance, yourself if you actually hear this or you Barbo or Stringer, or the the little community group right there, and you don't want it featured, reach out beforehand because that's probably how I'm going to start that video. It's it's a pretty wild intro, and uh, it's already over, um, and it's a it's an eye catcher that's for sure. And his video should be coming out here if I get time in the next few videos. I have a. Uh, God, I really do have a lot more videos to drop. I, oof, yeah, I've got you all listed here. Trust me, I've got. If there's, it seems random, but everything was pre-orchestrated. I'm not kidding. Months ago, at this as the season ended, so it looks like it's random. Times a day I drop them, how quickly I drop them, that's random because Instagram doesn't let you pre-plan stuff out. Um, so I have to remember and be active, and also know that. It's a certain time on the East Coast, West Coast, and such, uh, because I could drop them in the morning in, in Europe, but you're all in bed. And some of you aren't, because some of the messages I get from you guys are, it's like it's like 3 a.m., wherever the hell you are, and it's like, go to bed. But I also remember being young and not sleeping, so I never respond <laughs> that way. Because <laughs> you know? I get messages after, uh, you know, randomly. I'll be up in the morning uh, editing something, and I'll sing, I'll get boom, 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 and I'm like... Okay, this player played for a California team this year, and he's from California, so he's probably messaging from California. It's like 3M in California. What the hell are you doing up? <laughs> you know? <laughs> we'll go back and forth. And, and like I said, it happens uh, at least every couple days, back and forth with messages. And uh, so I hear you boys. I see it. And, uh, you know, the videos are coming. It's just, uh, oh, it's work. And, um, but honestly, hockey is my escape. And as I click away from Twitter, I just I, I, I have a disdain for the Carolina Hurricanes. I it, <laughs> the picture just popped up of Carolina Hurricanes retweet a very I I hate the Canes. I don't get it. And who's just oh, just Burry. Well, uh, Jesper Fast, I believe. Oh. Or is, is it Cockney Emmy? Mm. I don't it remember what he's talking about. Just Burry. Oh, OK. It's it's Cockney Emmy. I, oh, you I just, just it up? Was on a different team. No, I'm just guessing. <laughs> and I hate this yellow, um, this yellow checkmark, blue checkmark crap on Twitter. God, I hate it. It's, I know it's it's, no. it's a mess. Um, anyway, I think well, I think you did name some 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 rational reasons for hating the Canes earlier, but I, I it wasn't as irrational as I thought it was at the start. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I think I had to just get it out of my system and figure out what it was, and it's 100%. I know what it is. It's not even a fact that they think we have a rivalry because we don't. I'm glad they think we do, but we don't. Um, it's just the commentators. Um, and that double downs with Boston. I just oh, – you know what, Fabian? Just... If, I, if I don't like the commentators, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that can definitely ruin a team. But uh... – yeah, I mean, well, it's apparently know. what ESPN's doing, right? I heard a lot of people hate ESPN. I hated ESPN since I was before it was cool, I guess. <laughs> if you're a hockey well, fan, well, they had Gary Thorne. Like Gary Thorne was 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 super fun to listen to, you know, back in the day. Not that I, I just listened. I just watched his, you know, highlights. I was not not really around at the time to watch the games live, but I mean, I think that just generally, yeah, like most of the ESPN people, it's just like hard to. It's hard to get excited for them, but there's mm -hmm. like a couple of good ones. Um, 
but I know that like it, it is interesting to me considering how, in my opinion, like ESPN didn't really care about hockey for like a while unless it was something related to Ovechkin or Crosby. They much. still don't care, Sam. They still or don't care. Even. I know. But like, why did they buy? Why did they buy all these NHL packages? Like, why? Why are they the ones that are now showing the games? And I guess it's just so that they can get people to like pay for ESPN Plus. Maybe I don't know. Like, it's 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 really odd. I mean, I think the NHL on TNT, like that, those broadcasters are definitely better. But it's just it's just odd to not be in the NBC world anymore with with hockey stuff. So. I don't know. I miss it's hard it. to understand their decision making. Yeah. I miss whatever that versus versus was awesome. Versus oh, yeah. was Vers- amazing. Oh. Versus, versus was, great. was yeah. they were the best. Like I loved versus and then they flipped to whatever it was and they had great hockey coverage and I had the NHL package back then because it was actually worth it. Um, from what I'm li- hearing from all of you, like right now, you listeners, other YouTubers and everything. Having an NHL package doesn't mean anything anymore. You, you still don't get the games you want. So I'm just happy I have hockey TV because I don't think I could invest in much time in the NHL with the amount of time I invest into the VIJHL and the USPHL. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd much rather watch that hockey. Um, that started a long time ago. As uh, as Fabian knows, as an ex-Utah outlier, I was an Ogden Mustangs fan for years because that's what got me into junior hockey there in Ogden, Utah. And uh, I would much rather watch if I couldn't make it to a game or the the uh, Mustangs weren't playing in town. I'd much, I'd rather watch a Mustangs game than a Sabres game, and that's a direct knock on the Buffalo Sabres as well. But uh, they're they're becoming a lot more uh, fun, and uh, you know I what will I invest the time next year probably because Devin Levi, um, huge fan of him, um, already in love with that kid. Like he's the whole you know, making his own mask out of Sharpies and being excited about getting a shot from Panarin in the slot and all that other crap. I mean, he's just, he's the ultimate goalie nerd and I love it. And, uh, he's, uh, I I think the Allmark thing that we're talking about earlier is ultimate proof that, um, it is the most important, uh, position in not only hockey, but I think in all of sports, I don't care about quarterbacks either. Uh, they're pretty cool. But quarterbacks also get to leave the field half to half the game, so uh, goalies don't. And uh, goalies always have to be on alert, always ready, and uh, going to be excited to see if uh, if and when Fabian signs with the team, if uh, we can make it down there. But um, any yeah, shockers I mean, for you, Fabian? Man, the shocker the shocker to me really was well, positive shocker was uh, Schmidt coming in. For the for the for the Devils in the first yeah. round, completely completely taking over the wheel, and like you said earlier, like a a goalie can can make or break a team, and that's just what it's all about. That why, that's why we love the position. And besides that, I mean Sergey Bobrovsky back on back on his game, back in his old form. Yes, finally, I was Bob. I was patiently patiently waiting for him to get back in form and. To see if he's gonna make it back, and yeah, to see if he's gonna make it back to his to him, damn it, English to his old self. There we go, <laughs> <laughs> or not. But fortunately, he made it and is making Toronto's life hell right now. I love it. 
And the Bob's I mean, coming back on. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. But also, like, just the fact that I think I saw online, I think, like, six of those remaining teams haven't won a cup, I think, either within the last 15, 20 years or have not won one at all. Oh, and no, all the teams that are left right now, not one of them has won a cup. And the last team that won a cup in this group of teams that's remaining is Carolina in 2006. Oh, wow. It's this is fun because you're going to have the f- yeah. first time. Uh, this is like I said, the eight teams that left. I think there's three, three or four teams that have never won a cup. And then, um, and you know what? Let's just throw Toronto in that. Cause I wasn't alive <laughs> the last time they won a cup. So if I wasn't alive, it didn't happen. And me and Steve argue this all the time. Cause he's talking and about all. Most of their fans were not alive cups. either. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't. It's I'm like, if it didn't happen while you're alive, it doesn't count. And, I don't care. I get a lot of hate for this, but I'm like, were you there? Where did you celebrate it? Where even if even if it happened while you were alive, say you're an Islanders fan, right? And you know they won four Stanley Cups in a row. Do you remember it? Then it didn't happen. Like, I the first series I remember is when hockey mattered to me, and that was Minnesota North Stars and, and Pittsburgh Penguins. And yeah, I'm dating myself, but you know that's the first series I remember watching as a you know a preteen and. And it really ingrained in me, and I remember wanting to be, oh, hell, um, John Casey with the Minnesota North Stars facing off against Mario Lemieux and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I'm just like, God, that's what I want to do. You know, uh, it, that's, you know, that before that, I think Calgary had won the Stanley Cup the year before. I don't remember that. I didn't watch it. So it, didn't, it doesn't matter to me. Calgary, in my mind, sets never won a Stanley Cup because I didn't see it. <laughs> so as dumb as that logic is, I stand by it. And it's my logic. And if I've never seen a team win a Stanley Cup, they haven't won one, and I'd love to see them win one. And that's kind of why I necessarily, you know, Florida and and Toronto, I don't mind whichever team wins in that series. I've never seen either of those teams win a Stanley Cup. It's all exciting. I've seen Carolina win a Stanley Cup, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Um, Of course, for different reasons, because that was the year where Buffalo just all of our defense got injured. All the all the D was just AHL kids, and we were so good that year, and we fell to Carolina. Oh, maybe I, I'm finding I'm digging up Skelton's boys. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm finding more and more reasons to hate Carolina. Well, it's it's, it's so deeply ingrained that you gotta you gotta fish them out with uh, yeah with a nut or something like that. But um, hey, guys, we need to talk more often. You guys are helping me dig up some skeletons. Why else do I hate Carolina? Just kidding. Why, why go into a therapist if you can just talk hockey? That's right. Why do I hate Carolina? But, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I I will say that, like, obviously, you know, Bobrovsky didn't have the greatest regular season. And I think that it was important for Alex Lyon to come in for a little bit and kind of, like, push Bobrovsky to be better, you know, you know, with his, his play at the end of the regular season and, it didn't go so well for Lyon in the playoffs, but now, now seeing that Bobrovsky is back and and playing the like the you know the ten million dollar a year goalie that Florida was hoping for, I mean this team this team might have a higher like a higher ceiling than most of the teams that are left, and we certainly didn't expect that going into the playoffs. So um, it would like you said, Chris, it'd be very cool to see see them win a cup. Um, you know, I'm not really, I'm not rooting for the Knights, obviously. I, I would I be, hate the Knights. Don't get me started. 
I would be happy if the Kraken won. I mean, it, it would be annoying in some ways too because you know this is only their second yeah. season. But like they they don't like deserve it. I can tell how much how much their fans are like super stoked to be there and super just like just good people and you know it's 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 very cool to see this team that like you know the, all the castoffs you know of the of the expansion draft and like how well that they've managed to gel and come together and it's it's very impressive what they're doing too so um you know most of these teams that are left you know they they've either they've won a cup but it's been a while so you know it might not be the end of the world to see a team that's not you know Boston, Colorado, Tampa win it all. So I'm 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 happy to see how this how the rest of these playoffs go, but um you know I got I get, I definitely have a handful of teams that I'm rooting for at this point and and it probably be most of them that just aren't Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I I'm with you then. Honestly, if if and I have no hate on Seattle, I don't mind it, but I they're so new they don't deserve it. I'm sorry. I know. Um and I can't imagine if I've already seen Vancouver burn twice when they failed to win a cup. If Seattle wins a cup, Vancouver's going to burn again. Uh, the, the Canucks have been around since 1970. They've never won a cup, and suddenly their their little neighbor to the south uh, gets a hockey team and wins a cup. Oh no, that would be that would be Michael Scott saying, "I will burn Utica to the ground." That's you know, like, I get strong Michael Scott vibes there. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be sad. They'll just have to be sad. It's it's too bad for Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's kind of like um, Fabian was mentioning with with Bob's coming back. Uh, really, just coming back and thing. I don't know if it's NHL feeds or Puck Empire. I follow. Okay, NHL feeds on on Instagram. I've never seen him do this before, and it was hilarious. Uh, so check out NHL feeds um on instagram their their post from a day ago uh but they always post a team that won the uh the playoff game so you just it shows a seven game series and it shows seattle won game one dallas game two i've never seen them just bypass the team logo and they go on game one for toronto florida with the florida panthers logo and game two is just a headshot of bobrovsky in his mask <laughs> just you just see this bobblehead just popped up as as the Bobrovsky won game two and <laughs> it just shows how and, and as a goalie you like I think all of us I don't know I can't speak for all goalies but I you know I will um you know all of us goalies generally like goalies like Bobrovsky he's just you know I remember watching him in Philly and then suffering there in Columbus and you know getting that big old contract in Florida and I've always had a soft spot for Florida ever since I was a kid when they came into the league so I have a lot of really awesome original Florida Panthers um like memorabilia and I'm not a Panthers fan I just I've always had a soft spot for them and uh and San Jose and Tampa because again I was a young boy and I'd uh, you know I liked watching those teams I had never had a soft spot for Ottawa even though they came in at the same time um ugly logo um you know we we have a co-host on this podcast where if he's listening you know it's ugly you know it's ugly sebastian don't don't try to say it's pretty it's ugly you know and i'm really hoping that like snoop dogg or ryan reynolds you know gives a little boost to that uh that that fugly logo um you know i know he likes the color scheme and all that i could honestly just keep trashing sebastian too but i know sebastian listens so love you buddy 
Um, uh, We could probably rant on for this forever, but you listeners probably won't appreciate that. And once an episode goes over an hour, the downloads drop off because nobody wants to invest that amount of time. So it's probably a good place to wrap this up, boys. We can keep talking on the secondary episode if we all have time, but uh, we'll probably wrap up this one. Any final thoughts? No, I mean, I'm just excited for for what's going to happen in in the NHL in the next couple of days. I mean, there's a couple of really good matchups coming up. It's getting heated up. Oh, yeah. and it's, it's exciting to see who's going to who's going to pull through into the conference finals and advance to the Stanley Cup. I mean, whatever, whatever's going to happen is going to be exciting. So for every hockey fan out there whose team is already out of the playoffs, <laughs> I mean, everyone's still going to watch because some history is going to be made one way or the other. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Sam, sorry, I think I cut you off. No, 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 that's, I was just echoing, that's an excellent way to put it, Fabian. Um, I think uh, if, even if your team's out of the playoffs, and I understand, you know, if you're a fan of a couple of those teams like Boston, Colorado, then maybe you're a little sour and don't really want to watch, but you should watch, you should keep watching. Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun ride. You know, there's definitely some teams that, that need to bounce back. And there's, there's some series that are already tied one-to-one and we're going to have to see who's going to come out on top, you know? So, um, yeah, that's my final thoughts for the moment, Chris. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. And, and you're right. I need to see if your, if your team got knocked out, you should be watching because if my team gets knocked out, the team that knocks my team out better win the cup or the Super Bowl, or, you know, the the Grand Championship. Um, otherwise, we just lost to another loser. Like, if you're going <laughs> to go out, yeah, like, seriously, you lost to a loser. Like, if you're going to go out, go out to the champion. Um, watch what happens. You don't have to root for him, but, um, you know, you should definitely still be watching. But uh, probably a great place to wrap up. Uh, we, again, want to thank our special guest, the ex Goalie for not only Lake Tahoe Lakers, but the Fresno Monsters of the USPHL, Austrian netminder Fabian Bezzera. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for jumping on. And uh, we also want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. So be sure to reach out if you're new junior or collegiate hockey worlds and want to get on a future podcast. Also give us a follow on Twitter at PHHOfficial, on Instagram, or on TikTok to let us know what you think. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sam. Have a great day, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.